welcome to Meetups with Mediators, a podcast brought to you by the Columbus Bar Association. I'm your host, Veronica Cravener. This is a podcast for both mediators and attorneys who represent clients at mediation. The goal is to provide takeaways to help you make your next mediation your best mediation. Today's topic is about an application of the mediation process. Now, you might be thinking, what do you mean by that? Well, specifically, I mean how mediation can be used as a homeless prevention tool. And today, I'm thrilled to be joined by mediator Derek Pratt, who's the founder and president of Forward with Purpose, Inc. Through his organization, Derek uses the mediation process and mediation skills as a homeless prevention tool in his community. So with that, Derek, welcome to Meetups with Mediators, and thanks for being here today. Well, thank you for having me, Veronica. Happy to be here. Well, before we we get things started, I just wanted to share with our uh, listeners kind of how we got connected. Okay. Because um, I think it's, it's just an interesting story. So um, I was actually on the website one day for the National Association for Community Mediation, and I was looking for speakers for our uh, upcoming um, ADR committee uh, committee meeting. And I came across your name, came across your website, and I checked out your organization's website. And what really caught my attention was how you are using mediation skills and mediation in general, not just as a response to conflict. So not just mediating court cases or mediating actual disputes between parties. But additionally, you're using mediation skills in a more preventative manner. That's right. Teaching conflict resolution skills. And I know you and I have had a great conversation at our ADR committee meeting today. And you're doing some really interesting things in the realm of landlord-tenant relations and housing stability. And so I just sent you an email and and, uh, a cold email introduced myself and uh, you were so gracious to respond, I think like within a matter of a couple hours and, and, uh, um, you know, we're willing to come here from Brunswick, Ohio and come in person to present and, and to be here today so we could record this podcast. So I'm just really grateful for your um, your time and, and energy and willingness to do this. And, and I'm just so thrilled that, you know, we could have this conversation today um, to talk about the good work that your organization is doing. So again, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for that, Veronica. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> I always look for the opportunities um, to have dialogue around, around mediation and conflict resolution. And when you reached out to me, it was just, um, it, it was a, a breath of fresh air uh, that you were interested in understanding more about what we're doing at Forward With Purpose and, and, and wanting to have those conversations about how we can apply these conflict resolution skills in different areas. Um, and what we do at Forward With Purpose, you know, we, we look at a uh, continuum of housing, um, starting with someone who is an unsheltered homeless person and how does and how do where do they go next? And how do we fill gaps in this continuum of housing, which goes from unsheltered homeless all the way to home ownership? So if you think about any type of environment that um, a person can live you know, are we, do we have the systems, tools, and resources to be able to inject and offer support to kind of help make sure that they're successful where they are living, that they're empowered, uh, we're removing barriers, and they're able to move uh, successfully through that continuum if they so choose. That's very cool. And 
you know, I, I was fortunate enough to, to hear your presentation and, um, you know, just wanted to see, can you share with us just a little bit about um, the work that Forward With Purpose is doing in terms of awareness and prevention? Like I know, for example, you know, you, you, you talked to us about um, the Walk for Change that you did. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes. So Walk for Change is an awareness initiative um, of Forward with Purpose. And this 2018 was our first year um, doing Walk for Change. And it pretty much came to me one day. I was walking through a park and and I was, you know, thinking of a way that I could um, create awareness around these issues of homelessness um, and and do it differently than sitting behind a desk and sending out flyers and uh, or emails. And, um, I, you know, I was going to be attending the National Alliance to End Homelessness Conference in July. And I thought, you know, what a better way to arrive than, than to, you know, go through every community I can, walk through these communities, talk to as many people as I can to bring awareness to um, a cause and an issue that I think needs to have more awareness. Around and, so, and you actually stayed at at homeless shelters along the way, right? I did, yeah. So I walked from Cleveland to Washington D.C., and I stayed at five homeless shelters along that that journey. Um, and the first one was in Akron, Ohio. Um, then I stayed at another one in Steubenville, Ohio. Um, then over to Pittsburgh, there was a homeless shelter there, and um, another one in West Union, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Um, south of Pittsburgh and then in Cumberland, Maryland. And these shelters were, they were phenomenal. Um, when I, when I would arrive, they would make sure that, you know, I had um, a place to sleep. Of course, one thing I, I wanted to make sure is that they didn't have capacity. I didn't want to take a bed from someone who was homeless. And I said, you know, I made sure that they were aware that I would sleep on the floor. Um, I really just needed a place that, you know, to shower and, um, and they, and so, but they all had room for me. They brought me in. Um, they were accommodating and very kind. So I was very, um, very lucky to, um, to, to meet such great people along that journey. And I, I know I've had, you know, the pleasure to, to hear about your story. Um, can you share with our listeners, I mean, how did you get into, um, or how did you come up with the idea for Forward with Purpose? How did you get into mediation work? How did you get into, you know, using mediation and conflict resolution skills within the area of homeless prevention? Yes. So in my growing up, um, I was homeless. So um, my family and I, uh, we moved from shelter to shelter. Um, And when I was 15 years old, uh, we were kind of being shuttled between shelters. And that year, I experienced, uh, um, you know, some significant uh, um, challenges. Um, we, I was in five high schools that year. Um, after that, um, I, I ended up dropping out of high school. Um, so, you know, we, we lived in three different states, five different high schools, and it was just enough for me to, you know, to kind of just throw the towel in at the time. And, um, and I kind of moved out on my own at 16 and um, kind of was on my own since. So understanding, um, so just, I just want to preface, you know, I ended up dropping out of school, but I ended up going back as a young father at the age of 19 and getting my GED. And that was a very empowering thing for me. Um, you know, I wanted to make sure that I was a different example for my kids and, you know, I didn't want them to quit, um, school and I wanted to, you know, go back and, and, and kind of finish and, and hopefully go to college, which I ended up doing. Um, but throughout the course of my 
my college career, my working career, um, there was always a void. Um, no matter what I accomplished um, in school, I have a master's in business now, um, and I had a, a pretty well-paying job in corporate America. Um, I was always feeling a little empty, like I need to be doing something different and doing something more in the community, like I really need to be reaching back and helping others. Um, you know, I was telling you earlier in our conversation that, you know, when I worked in corporate America, it seemed there, there were days I felt like I was a, a, like a wolf in sheep clothing, like I felt like I didn't fit at times. And I felt like, you know, this is, um, I couldn't talk about, you know, my background much, you know, when people would tell stories about, you know, their, their graduation or, you know, prom night and things like that. I dropped out of school at a young age. And that wasn't something I was very proud of, um, you know, to, to just start talking about. So there was a lot of that happening. And I realized, you know, this is um, and I started really filling a pool in the community to get me back out into the community to start helping other people and um, using my experience um, and well, my experience in life and my community, uh, what I learned in school, in corporate America, taking that and trying to apply it to something to help other people. So. Wow. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you so much for, for sharing with us your personal story. I mean, it's, it's very inspiring and, and amazing uh, to see, you know, what you have done and to really feel your passion for this cause. I mean, it, it comes through, you know, in our prior conversations, um, you know, in our committee meeting and, you know, as we speak now about this, I mean, this is something that has touched you personally, touched your family. And, you know, it sounds like you're really wanting to use forward with purpose, um, as a platform to make a difference, make a connection, identify gaps in services mm-hmm. and um, use conflict resolution skills to help empower people. And not just at the point of crisis uh, when there's, you know, an upcoming eviction hearing, they're at the potential right. of risk of losing housing, but also to work with landlords and tenants prior to that to maybe hopefully prevent it from getting at that point. Yeah. And, and provide those systems, tools, and processes that we that can help make, you know, their tenants successful and their residents successful uh, where they're living um, and making sure that we're preventing homeless, homelessness along the way um, by applying the tools of conflict resolution. These are transferable skills that you're teaching people. They can take this and apply these skills in different areas of their lives. Um, so whether it's having a conflict with a neighbor, whether it's having conflict within their family or with a management company um, or your, your landlord, um, how can how can we teach and give skills to people that they can use that can help them um, be successful in life, period? Um, so that's what we're trying to do that, you know, we're looking at this housing continuum. We, do, we want people to be able to be successful where they live. Uh, we want to help the community, you know, evictions homelessness, this affects everyone. No matter what sector you work in, no matter what you're doing, we're all affected by it. Um, when I walked to Washington, D.C., you know, I got to talk to a lot of people and, you know, hundreds of people. And I went, you know, I went through many small communities and some large cities. And regardless who I engage and who I talk to, everyone's interested to know what, what can we do? What, what can they do to help? Um, and I didn't share the story with you. And if you don't mind, I just want to I want to share yeah, something that happened on that on that walk. And it which shows the power of um, of love and giving. And there was a, um, I was walking along a trail and 
I was looking at a map and thought, you know, I could cut out some distance if I get off the trail here and I walk along the road for a little while. And so I decided, you know what, I'll do that. I'll cut off, I'll get off the trail and I'll cut out about 15 miles of like switchbacks by taking the road. Well, um, end up being a really bad decision. Um, what I end up paying for because, um, during that walk it became a, a rainstorm. Um, I didn't have as many trees, which the, you know, the, the paths have uh, more trees covering them. So I'm walking along the street and, and, and I was in a rainstorm and the storm passed. I ended up, you know, running out of water cause it got really hot afterwards. And, and I, and there was a lot of Hills. I was up and down Hills left and right. And it was just getting very fatigued and dehydrated. Um, I got to a point where I started getting kind of weak, right? So I'm walking, I'm thinking I have no water left. You know, there are no stores. This is very rural. And, and I said, you know what, I have to not have so much pride. I need to ask someone for help, right? Or I'm going to be laying on the side of this road. So I ended up walking over to a, um, to a house. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to approach it the next house I see. I don't care, you know, where it's at. If it's off in the distance, I'm going to go. And I'm just going to yell and ask if I can drink from their hose. And I'm walking down, I, I walked upon a house and, um, I wasn't sure if someone lived in it. Um, you know, it wasn't in the greatest condition, but that doesn't matter. I mean, there were turkeys outside and, you know, they were raising turkeys and they were, um, you know, their pets. And it was just, you know, you walk up and, and the turkeys kind of ran up to the fence and, um, and I yelled up and a lady, a gentleman came out and, and I let him know that, you know, I was needing some water that I was, uh, you know, dehydrated. And, and if he could just offer me to drink from his holes, I mean, I would, I would be very thankful and, um, grateful. Well, he went in and got his mother. Um, apparently he was deaf. Uh, he couldn't, you know, understand what I was saying, but she came out and she translated and he went and got me a couple bottles of water and, and she was talking to me and I was telling her what I was doing. Um, as I'm drinking this water, they, they were, you know, I was blessed to get from them. And she said, um, you know, just wait right there. I'll be right back. And she went in the house and came back out and had $14 on her. And I looked at her and, and she, tried to hand it to me. And I said, I'm not taking, I can't take your money. You just probably saved my life here. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know, I made a bad decision and got off the trail. I'll never do that again. I said, but it, it's, you know, I, I appreciate you trying to give, you already did give, you gave more than what money could have bought. And she said, no, I need to give this to you. And I thought, and I stopped and I'm, and I'm looking at her and, you know, one thing I've learned, um, is that, you know, when people, when someone really wants to give and it's genuine, don't deny them that blessing of giving. Right. And, and so I accepted the $14 and she said, this is the last, all the money I have on me, but I want you to have it. And I said, are you, sh ma'am, I, I, I don't need to take that from me. She said, no, listen, I fought cancer. I had so many people that were, that, that just showed up and helped me out. She said, you know, God sent you, um, to my door for me to help. And I can do more than give you water. And I want to give you what I can please accept it. And I thought, that's powerful. And she said, you know, there are many homeless people out there, you know, and, and, and what you're doing um, to help homeless people, she said, I, you don't see that much. And I thought, you know, there are a lot of efforts being done, a lot of efforts that people don't see, right? If we're getting out, we're talking about these things, having that dialogue with people in the community, let them know what efforts are being done. Let them know what they can do to help, right? And so that to me was let me know that I was in the right place at the right time. And that's where I was supposed to be is having that conversation with her. So, um, creating awareness is not to me, it's, it's, you know, communicating to a community, making a community aware, 
but even the individual um, that I talked to, that one person, you know, that awareness that I brought and that, they, you know, we shared something special. And uh, and so that was very that was very nice. And um, so that that's what walking for change is about. It's about getting out in the community. It's not doing the traditional outreach is getting out there and walking. And um, when you walk, people have you know, people get curious, you know, and it's when curiosity is when someone's curious that they're primed for good dialogue. Right. So um, I had so many people um, just coming to me and asking me where I was walking. And then that prompted into you know, me to start talking about this initiative. And they had a lot of questions and, and gave me so much support. Um, I can go on for days telling you about the support I got from people, but I, I won't. But it was, you know, I have, you know, hours and hours of video and audio, as I was telling you. But it was it was a very special thing. And I know that that's what we're supposed to be doing. So next year we're going to be doing this again and trying to, you know, grow for uh, walking for change, get as many people involved as we can to kind of get this awareness out there. Wow. And that's just, uh, that's a really, really powerful story. And, and I really appreciate you sharing that with us. And I mean, can you tell us more, tell us how, so you've talked about the awareness piece, but I know you're also, uh, also doing work within the preventative piece. I know you mentioned conflict coaching and working with property management companies in terms of, um, trainings with tenants and whatnot. I mean, can you tell us more about that? Yes. So, you know, we look at, you know, as we're looking at our initiatives, it's, you know, we have this, we call it the GAPS strategy, GAPS, and that's um, growing awareness, prevention, and stability um, within the continuum of housing. And so one of our, you know, our prevention is really getting out there, helping people from falling into a crisis of eviction. Um, a lot of our efforts are doing landlord-tenant mediation, conflict coaching. If someone is um, threatened uh, being evict- evicted from their um, their home, they can reach out to us and we'll get involved. We'll work with them, see if we can work with them and their um, landlord to provide some mediation services. If not, we still do some conflict coaching with them, some one-on-one support, um, helping them find resources and helping them um, remove barriers for themselves. Um, that they may, they may have. So um, that's part of our prevention model. And we're looking to continue to grow our partnership with property management companies, um, you know, across the state, because I'll tell you, um, there's a win-win in it for, for, for everyone, the community, the tenant, and the, um, the owner manager. Um, you know, if you look at the cost of evictions and if you're, uh, you start looking at the, um, what you're paying and, and filing evictions on people, um, you know, you add that up, that's, that's a very costly, that's very costly. And so you can take some of those resources and put them into some supportive services and um, preventative measures, and you, you can prevent so, so many of those evictions from occurring. Um, so, and this is stuff that I've, you know, I've done in my career. Um, I've worked with um, uh, people in par- apartment communities. I've worked for a, a national developer. Um, as a director of resident advocacy, so I know firsthand the support that's needed in these communities. I was able to see it. Um, I've lived in these communities as a youth, so I know. And uh, but this is a um, conflict resolution tools, mediation, um, teaching people through um, some of our our training programs, um, the power of principal negotiation, um, how to you know go to the table and um, and. And really look at the principles, um, and, and not so much what the um, the issue um, or what they what they want. Look at what they really need, 
and kind of go go there with a fairness appro- approach that mediation or approach that conflict with more fairness and open mind and open mind. So uh, we try to make sure we're teaching people that and we're educating um, our, ten- our residents and our managers on that. Yeah, I mean, this is all uh, this is all such fascinating stuff. And I mean, I mean. That was what caught my attention when I was, you know, like I said at the beginning, when I was originally on on your website. And I know from talking to you, too, I mean, what you're doing in addition to, you know, the the preventative piece of conflict resolution. I know you've also mentioned in your background um, you were a behavior coach. And so you're able to sort of incorporate that skill set into your trainings and mediations. Right. Uh, so, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So early in my career, when I was younger, um, I worked um, in mental health and I was a behavioral coach um, working with people who lived in supportive um, service environments. So people that had de- developmental disabilities living in a residential home. Um, most cases you had two, three people living in a home um, and they had 24 hour staff there helping support them. Um, my job uh, was to make sure that there was another level of support, uh, you know, for all the staff and the people living in these communities. Um, and that kind of evolved from me being a support, um, just a hands on support worker in one of the houses to um, being a behavior coach. And, and my role there was, you know, that was my first exposure to conflict resolution. Um, because you're going in, you're finding uh, ways in the situation to help defuse or de-escalate situations um, to try to keep someone from being, um, you know, sent back to a mental institution um, in some cases or the police being called. Um, so I was like, if I could get in and I had a good relationship with uh, um, um, the person living there that we supported, um, I could go in and kind of help, you know, redirect them and kind of help defuse the situation, which, uh, you know, if you build the right relationship and you, and you use the right approach and not every approach is the same, but, um, you kind of tailor it to, um, the personality and the person, right? So, you, um, right. um, but you, but you, the foundation of it, um, stays consistent and I'll tell you it's, uh, and it worked in a lot of cases. And, um, so, you know, I kind of started really enjoying, um, like, applying those methods of conflict resolution and, you know, listening and, um, you know, the empathy and the, the nonverbal cues and, um, and reframing, um, and stuff like that. So that's really cool. And I think that's really, you know, the interesting thing. And the more that we do these podcasts, um, you know, the more I've got the the cool opportunity to, to talk to folks like yourself about how, I mean, mediation seems like it really is a very much a, an interdisciplinary field where, you know, like I've said in a previous episode, I mean, as mediators, we deal with people and life decisions, right? So the more that you've got experiences in other areas to the extent that the mediation involves those topics, like, and you can draw on that background, great, that might help you to build rapport with parties, mm-hmm. um, help you to make a connection to help the parties exercise informed decision-making. And then the other thing that's just really cool about what you're doing is, I mean, it sounds like, you know, forward with purpose is an example of how, you know, mediation and mediation skills don't have to just be thought of as a response to conflict, that's right. that they really can be used to prevent and empower. Um, and that's really cool. And I, and I, want to take a second because I think I, uh, you know, I was on your website and I pulled off the mission of Forward with Purpose okay. and I wanted to share just a small part of it. 
because I think it's just, it's really inspiring. Um, so I'll just sort of read it off at, from your website. It's, I like how you said, you know, that the mission of Forward with Purpose, Inc. is rooted in the fundamental belief that people are the strength and what makes a difference in our communities, companies, and everyday lives. And I, it, that's just a very powerful and an inspiring thought. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time to, to make the trip from Brunswick. I know it's a couple yes. hours away to, to come down here and um, present at our committee meeting and, um, and to be on this podcast. I mean, can you tell us if folks are wanting to get involved with Forward With Purpose, how can they do so? Yes. So we're, we're in a growth period. <clears throat> so what we what would love to do is um, invite anyone who's interested to go to our website um, you know, our website you could go to is www.forward, and that's the number four, W-A-R-D, ahead.com. So that's www.forwardahead.com. And there you can um, access the Forward with Purpose website, and you could access the Walking for Change website. Um, so that's a landing page where you can um, pick where, you know, what your interest is and what you, where you want to go. Um, but on, also on that page, you could schedule um, a time to um, to meet with me over the phone to talk about um, your interests, um, and you can select what that interest is on that page as well. So if you're interested in joining our board of directors, if you're interested in volunteering or doing some um, facilitating um, with us, um, you can reach out to us that way. Um, our phone number is 216-810-5580, and you can call us as well and, uh, and ask for me. And... I'll be happy to you know give you any information you'd like um, to have, and um, and we are looking you know forward purpose. It's it's not the mission of one person, right? And there's you know there's so many things we can do with forward purpose that we're not, and there's so many things that we could even do better. Um, but it's going to take that dialogue. It's going to take people getting involved, um, and and so that's what we're looking for. Our outreach is to look for look for people who uh, want to be change makers, who want to get involved, and um, and make a difference in our communities, utilizing and using some of these skills that they have. And um, it just so happens that conflict resolution and mediation um, is, a, is a fundamental skill that we use um, um, at Forward With Purpose. But please, um, we're, we're, we're open to, um, to have conversations with anyone who wants to get involved. So please, if you want to reach out, um, again, www.forwardahead.com, and you could access um, our company website and our Walking for Change website, and you can also schedule um, a time to you know to meet with us over the phone um, to talk about what your interests are. So very cool, and I wanted to point out too because I know you mentioned before we started recording, uh, there's some significance in terms of how the name of the organization is. You use the number four instead of spelling out the word forward. Right, um, and if you and, and if you notice in our four, um, it, it shows like the four. There's you know three lines to a four, right? So um, it goes up, kind of over, and then forward ahead. And so not all of our journeys are straight and narrow, right? So sometimes we take different journeys, and no matter what, as long as we're moving forward um, with purpose, um, that's that's where I think that you can start to really have a purpose-driven life. And that's what I decided to do when I left corporate America, is I was going to make sure that no matter what I do, um, I'm doing it um, with purpose and and it fits within um, my core um, fundamental beliefs. And so, yeah, forward with purpose. Um, that's where we got our name. And so. Well, very cool. Well, 
you know, I've got to say, I mean, your passion for this work is definitely, is definitely contagious. Um, well, I just sort of wanted to ask on a different note, you know, before, before we wrap things up, can you share with us a fun fact? I always like to ask our guests, do you have a fun fact that you can share? <laughs> oh gosh. So, all right. Um, to, before I give you my fun fact, <laughs> um, I, I did a lot of, um, video, uh, recording on, on my walk for change and, and, you know, at one point, you realize how, lo- you know, how lonely you are sometimes out there when you're, when you're, you know, you're singing a lot, you know, you're doing whatever to entertain yourself. And, um, I came across the video where I started, I was beatboxing just because, and, and I thought, you know what, I, I do that a lot. And I sit around with the kids, we joke around and, you know, I'm, I grew up in the, you know, late eighties, early nineties. I was a fan of old, I'm a fan of old school hip hop. And, and we used to do that a lot as kids and, and we'd beatbox and I, and I'll beatbox with the kids a little bit. I'm not sure if you're familiar with what beatboxing is, but it's when you're making, you know, noise with your mouth. Do you want, and, do you want to demonstrate I, for our listeners? I, I, you know, I, I was afraid <laughs> if I mentioned that, that I was going to be asked to do that. Um, I never said I was good. <laughs> so, um, oh, I'm never going to live this down. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. I'm bobbing my head. You can carry me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there was uh, times that I'd be passed by someone on a bike. I'm just walking along, just beatboxing or something, and they're kind of looking back like, "Oh gosh, let me <laughs> pedal faster and get away from this guy." But uh, yeah. So now you know what the next thing is. You got to post that video on on the Forward with Purpose website. Oh gosh, I th- you know, actually, I think I may have it on my Facebook, our, our Walking for Change there Facebook page. Um, yeah, but so yeah, yeah, yeah please um, look us up and uh, you know look at what we're doing and you know get involved. We we want to make this. Um, very special um, for for the community, the people in the community, and we believe that um, whether you're in you know a politician, you're in corporate America, it doesn't matter your background. Everyone has a stake in this, and I think that everyone has something to bring. And you know, I, I'm open to dialogue. I'm not an agency that's looking at you know um, isolating anyone from this process, right? So I, I think that the more people we have involved, uh, the stronger we're going to be. And so please um, look us up and get involved if you if you, if you can. And um, I, I'm looking for, you know, some some people to help move us forward and get us um, get us out there and let's help as many people as we can. So. Well, Derek, this has been fantastic. I mean, we you know, we we had an opportunity to hear about your organization, hear about your inspiring story and, you know, see your beatboxing. <laughs> <laughs> So, hey, can you tell us, you know, one more time uh, so that folks can contact you? What's your what's your contact information? Um, you can go to www.forwardahead.com. And that's with the number four, W-A-R-D, ahead.com. And from there, you could get to our company website, which is Forward With Purpose. And you can get to our Walking for Change Awareness uh, Mission website as well. Um, and if they just want to reach out to you directly, whether to pick me, your brain or beatboxing lessons, yes, they yeah. can. <laughs> if they want to add a beat to that, fantastic. Um, 216-810-5580. And my email address is dpratt, P-R-A-T-T, at forwardwithpurpose.com. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, Derek, this has been so much fun. I think this is the first time I've had a, a guest beatbox. Um, so I, I greatly appreciate it. I was bobbing my head. I know our listeners, Full this is purpose. audio. And we're I, groundbreaking. I, you know, know, we're changing the game. And this is <laughs> I, was, I was bobbing my head along to the beat. So I appreciate it. This has been great fun. Thank you so much Thank for being you, here Veronica today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of Meetups with Mediators. Let's make your next mediation your best mediation. Talk to you next time.